Welcome to Film Companion, I'm Anupama Chopra and here are this week's reviews. Polian Selman 1 is the slowest of slow burns. The film is the first in a two-part series based on a five-volume novel written by Kalki. Now, this novel was released 67 years ago, but it continues to be a bestseller and it is considered among the greatest in Tamil literature. Kalki combined Chola history with fiction to create this page-turner filled with outsized characters, palace intrigue, betrayal, love, war and heartache. Which is why the book has generations of passionate fans. Director Mani Ratnam, along with writers Kumar Vail and Jaya Mohan, reworked the material into two films, which have to please the legions of lovers of the book. But the films also have to seduce newbies like me, who hadn't heard of Ponyan Selvan until the film was announced. It's a Herculean task and the film, at least the Hindi dubbed version which I watched, only partially succeeds at it. The story of warring kings and chieftains is told through the eyes of Vandya Tevan, the playful, flirtatious friend of the prince. Vandya Tevan is a soldier, spy, traveller and courier of messages and tales. We discover most of the other characters through him. And there are several. Aditya Karikalan, the elder prince who's numbing his pain in endless bloodshed and war. Arul Mori, the younger prince who's fighting in Lanka. Their sister, Kundavai, who is politically astute and highly capable of running the kingdom, but is restricted by her gender. Nandini, the wife of a key chieftain who is plotting her own revenge. Sundar Chola, the ailing king, who at one point rebukes his queen, saying his body is infirm, not his mind. And this is only the half of it. Even post-interval, new characters are being introduced. The plot keeps moving from one location to another. In fact, the story is so dense that the screenplay barely has any time to build characters or marinate in emotion or create momentum. The narrative flattens out into one twist after another. And there are so many factions jostling in this Game of Thrones that it becomes hard to keep track and consequently to stay invested. But it's also impossible to look away. For one, there is the sheer beauty on display. Aishwarya Rai Bachchan weaponizes her exquisite face with aplomb. There is this scene in which she manipulates her much older husband by asking him to unclasp her necklace as she gives him key strategic advice. It's seductive and Machiavellian. The other female actors, Trisha, Shobita Dulipala, Aishwarya Lakshmi are also stunning. When the story got dull, I simply focused on the jewellery and costumes by Eka Lakhani. The men also dazzle. Vikram, Karthi and J.M. Ravi bring a truckload of regal charm to their characters. Karthi, as Vandya Tevan, is a great mix of mischief and bravery. And Vikram is superb as the tortured prince who's permanently scarred by the loss of love. At one point, he tells another character, this sequence, in which we hear Aditya's backstory, is the film's most visceral moment. Mani Ratnam punctures the power and strength of this man by showing us what fuels it. There is drama, high emotion and haunting tragedy. But we don't get enough moments like this which forces you to focus on the parts rather than the whole. Like Ravi Varman's constantly moving camera, which inserts us into the scene. Or Shrikar Prasad's frenetic editing, which works over time to build tension. Or Tota Tarani's set design, which is grandiose, but never loud. 
and of course AR Rahman's pulsating score. This dream team of artists helped to breathe life into the most static scenes. Despite the fault lines, PS1 doesn't come off as a stately costume drama about people who lived a thousand years ago. It feels contemporary. The narrative gains momentum by the last hour as the story comes to a crescendo which also functions as a cliffhanger. Part 1 never quite became the soaring rousing saga that I was hoping for. It worked more like a setting up of a world and its characters. But there is enough here to whet the appetite. Will I watch part 2? Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Film Companion Podcast. Stay tuned for more reviews, interviews, and all that's hot and happening in pop culture and entertainment. Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost. To post 9-11 vets and their families, over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org.